Welcome to Inside the Raven's Eye. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell. My medicine name is Raven Spirit. This podcast is partnered with Earth and Spirit Medicine, owned and operated by Winfield Ivers. His medicine name is Coyote Thunderhawk. He is a shaman here in the state of Utah, so make sure to visit earthandspiritmedicine.com. In this episode of Conversations with a Shaman, we introduce Season 2 with a cosmic bang of love and light. We review Season 1's top five episodes. Those top five being, number one, The Seed of Greatness, number two, Mind, Body, Soul, number three, Shamanism and Medicine, number four, The Vessel, and number five, Vibration. In this episode, Coyote Thunderhawk delivers a powerful addition into The Seed of Greatness and how there is more than enough for every organism on the planet. Enjoy. Well, more than enough, you know, it would seem like if we understood that concept, uh, there would still be other species upon this planet because it's almost as if the way that I speak that every species can continue to continue (laughs) and not become extinct. So there must be conditions in which we must meet in order to live the highest order of what can be lived in this atmosphere of Mother Earth exactly as we sit in this very second. So whether you're hearing me saying it before this is even going out to people, whenever anybody hears it, no matter what day, no matter what time, there are all these living things vibrating. Okay, there's all these living things doing something. It's motion. And, and in that motion, things somehow reproduce. There's a beautiful format. It's, it's almost impossible to... cause a variation in the original format of this planet and the eternal concept of reproduction behind it. So seed of greatness. So we just we just shut down all that. Okay, so we Shut down all that universal, shut down all that atmospheric, shut down all that earth, and we just come down to, okay, so here I am, I'm, I'm Winfield. This is a name I was given so people could say, hey, what what are you? I'm a Winfield. Oh, what's a Winfield? Well, we're, we're not a long neck. Oh, you're not a long neck, you're a Winfield. Oh, good. Okay, so somehow we come to identity or, hey, that's Winfield. Oh, hey, I'm a Steve. What's a Steve? Oh, it's not a, it's not a, a winged one, huh? No. Oh, so whatever we come to in this idea of placing something to something, because we've got to just understand beneath all this labeling, behind whatever our innate need is to label things, to, to say what it is, to have it be something. We, we need to go somehow before that. 
to the ism, this I am, this it is as it is, you know, this place where breath is just that. So I looked on my seed packets the other day and it said I could plant seeds up through June in my terrain. I thought, well, that was very nice of someone to to organize and take time to, to plot out when I can plant a seed and get results in a certain way based upon what people have studied in climate just in North America as to if I'm planting lettuce or a chard or a, a, a kale or a spinach or a, a, a leafed, green leafed kind of a of a plant and saying what best results it's like I don't want to live under man's speculation I appreciate man's knowledge that has come to the places that it has but the wisdom of the earth the wisdom of the universe the wisdom of the seed of greatness see is always has been. It is the great I am. Uh, nothing anybody can do about it. So I planted those seeds three days ago and they're already bursting through. When was that rainstorm that came through here? Three days ago? Planted that right after that, next morning. Six little places. And those seeds, you know, I, yes, I do my best to have whatever mortal influence upon these seeds through some sort of acknowledgement that says something like this in my language, dear God, I just put these wonderful seeds in this earth. Thank you, Mother Earth. Thank you, God. Thank you, seeds. Ah, it's going to be good. And then I see them growing like in my mind. So they're already growing. How long does it take? For a seed to be acknowledged and to come forth? I don't know. What does it need to come forth? I don't know. Conditions are different. But when we put the parameters on it, it's almost as if someone might say, Oh, shoot, I missed the deadline. What's the deadline for, in religious terms, the second coming? What's the deadline in academic terms to graduation? What's the deadline in whatever terms as to when we accentuate to something higher, but we still put parameters and labels and conditions and everything else on it? So when we, whoosh, okay, just get it all out. Sorry, Madeline. So we're doing this podcast here in my home and my daughter's still sleeping, see? Probably not now, though. So we got to just break it all down and simplify and let's not put a cap on it. Let's not put some boundaries upon it. If we put boundaries upon what can become what? Wow, that's crazy. So people do that as parents, see? So the seed of greatness. When I speak about the seed of greatness, and the majority of my speaking and thinking is in the human being. Okay? And so, I know my, my, my friend, Ricardo Partida, he said, Hey, you know, everybody has a seed of greatness within them. And I just, wow, I took that to town. See, I like these little one-liners I get in life, you know, whether they come from 
a Tony Robbins or from a mom or whoever, okay? It doesn't matter. But Ricardo Partita said, there's a seed of greatness within everyone. I don't know where he got it, but I liked it. First time I'd heard that. That was in the early 90s, like 1993 probably. So I decide what I become. I decide. But how do I know that as an infant? I'm born. I breathe. I'm reliant upon other life force mechanisms, other human beings, resources that are not human beings, nutrition, food, etc. But some of that comes from uh, not real places, not real organic, more processed, etc. One way or another, though, people are getting fed. They're getting fueled. Okay, it's fuel. There's information around them. The system, that newborn infant begins to assimilate information, just like our, our bloodstream assimilates nutrition, just like our mind can assimilate information. But see, we always have the ability to turn things to either uh, a good thing for us or not a good thing for us. We are like the determining factor of what becomes what. So when someone says, you are sick, <gasps> what do I have? You have bad. Oh, wow. What's bad? Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's real bad. Huh? Yeah, you only have a week to tell everybody you love them. Wow. Does that mean we're going to die? I didn't say that. I just said you had a week to tell everybody you love them. So see, we play these games. We play these games in our lives with these man-made scope perspectives and instead of learning how to erode the falseness to get to the truth, okay? And when we continue through life, never lending something of a greater to the next generation, how does that seed of greatness ever become limitless? We keep capping it. Parents are the, the, the worst, in a sense, to their, let's call them offspring, okay? In this example, let's just say, hey, you know, look, uh, all of a sudden you have some children. You have, uh, let's just say it like this. Oh, wow. God just blessed you with the most sacred, the most sacred and what are you going to do with this new gift that is reliant upon you? Do you have, do you believe what you have inside of you is enough? Is it more than enough to give, to lend, to posture around this infant that is reliant and already knew that it was coming to you before you did? So, when we get this infant, 
the sacredness. It's breathing. It's alive. It's, it's looking at me. This beautiful little girl, this beautiful little boy, it's looking through me. Why does it seem that it knows things about me that I don't even know or that I might be scared that they might know? Because nobody knows those things. How do they know those things about me? We wonder as these children gaze into our eyes with eternal understanding and a mortal framework that is completely reliant upon us. What are we going to land forward? Well, I've seen infants who were spanked very early. I have seen infants who, when I was a child, I went into a, a home where I had an acquaintance and a friend at that time in life, and their family did things different. So when I saw that dad giving that baby beer, I'm saying that's how you get a baby to sleep. It'll sleep better, he said. See, that don't go right. I knew that guy was lying. I was only little. But see, people can't strip that from us. No parent, no matter what you do to your child, can strip away their ability to discern truth. You might strip away their desire to discern truth, but you can't take it from them ever so how do we take this new life this little daughter this little girl this little son this little boy and give them the best and the highest of what we can find in every facet of everything the way that we speak to them the way that we are around them the examples that we are how we live what we speak so it begins to filter out and we see how manipulated that a child's life can become when so many people are so unwilling to make the changes within themselves that they're going to project this unhealthy negative mannerism habitually upon these children and strive to raise another generation of condensed learning in a can of stupidity? No. We've got to get over some things. We've got to get over some things. People run around on this planet screaming for change. It's almost as if we can look out if we were out there in the heavens and we could scope in like when you're on Google Earth, but you get a live illustration of what's going on in a person's life. What if you're able to be yourself and view yourself yelling at your 13-year-old daughter about something that is so traumatizing to her that you literally just withdrew every possibility of having a healthy relationship with her? What if you could see yourself as that same father in that same nanosecond because all of a sudden you're like, hey, wake up. I see something in you. You're a seed of greatness. Click it on. Hey, I'm so sorry, 13-year-old daughter. 
so sorry. I just blew it more than I've ever blown it. I don't ever want to lose you. I am so unknown to what to do. I am so helpless and so scared and I don't know how to be in all of this because it's so new to me. I've never been through this before. I need your help, dear child. Can you help your papa? Can you help your dad? Can you help me become a better person? Because I love you that much. Let's become better together. But if we start that the day they're born, we don't have to do that the day they're 13, 15, 18. We can't make our children live a certain way thinking that they will continue to live that certain way because you said to live that certain way. You might be able to get your children to become those doctors or attorneys or things like that that you want them to be to help increase your levels of what your image is in this world as to what other people might think of you will erase all of that falseness people wash clean it out of your soul comes down to love get rid of your titles get rid of your elusive mannerisms that seem to indicate that you need to let the world know that you are something important because you don't need to let them know you need to let yourself know Stop taking selfies and look yourself straight up in the mirror and get those eyes so closed until you see your eternal self. Seed of greatness. Dear God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I am Coyote Thunderhawk. I'm a shaman. I'm a healer. I'm a human being. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a lot of things. But I love. And we need to shift. I pray right now that whatever I'm saying penetrates every soul that listens to this to the degree in which they remember their seed of greatness. And they give it all they need to to have it become more so they can be that to others. Let's shift this world in that way rather than with picket signs and protests. Hey. Amen. Um. I I hope everyone hits a rewind button and plays this over because there's I know I will for sure. Um wow. You know, I think just as important to the parents listening right now, I think it's just as important or maybe even more important to the young ones. I'm not a parent, but when I listen to this, I take that sacred information and be like, holy cow, when I become a parent, I want this information to radiate through me. Because just like you said, like holding the baby, like right when it's born, like this information that was just given is, that's this to me is true education, you know, and it's through the roof in my opinion. And right now, that one thing that really stuck with me is sticking with me. There's so much in here, but is not because there's so much going on. It always has been in the world, but I'm talking right now in the present moment of everyone trying to dictate my seed of greatness, 
of saying it could be in the workplace, it could be in the school. Oh, you know, you could even point at the, you know, if you want to work here, get a vaccine. If you want to do this, you got to do that. It's all this dictating in your life, the seed of greatness. And I think right now that's the one of the biggest thing in the world is when people realize you're a seed of greatness and it's up to you to take care of it. Don't let anyone in a negative sense tell you what you can and cannot do. So I found that the most beautiful about that. So yes. thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I would like to thank you for listening to Inside the Raven's Eye. And if you have a particular topic matter that you would like to hear, please send me a request at insidetheravenseye at gmail.com. You have been listening to Coyote Thunderhawk in Conversations with a Shaman. I'm your host, Alan Mitchell, and we will see you on the next Inside the Raven's Eye. Much love and God bless.